The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 90. Talk about wedding submission pitfalls with Sonia Persick. After finishing her fine arts and master's in design with a major in branding, Sonia created a destination wedding planning brand, which led her to start the Elwed magazine. It was while working as a destination wedding planner when she realized the niche gap in this market and Elwed was born. Elwed is the first international boutique magazine for destination weddings in Greece, available digitally and in bespoke print. A platform providing info and inspiration to all the couples who want to get married in Greece and wedding pros who want to work there. And if we don't have wanderlust after 2020, I don't know when you'd get wanderlust. As editor of the blog and magazine, Sonia can give you the firsthand experience and insider knowledge of the submission process. We're going to talk about who can submit, why you should submit, how to submit, and all the mistakes she sees people making when submitting. So now is the time to submit those weddings, friends. And Sonia is here to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. So go grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow, and I'm here with Sonia Persick. We are going to be talking today about submissions and all the things we're not doing right. No, just kidding. We're talking about things to do and things to not do when submitting to uh, blogs. Sonia, how are you? Hi, I'm very well. Thank you. I'm excited to have you here. Um, Tell us about Elwed and how you got started with that. I'm so excited to be here, really. It was a dream to be on your podcast. I'm listening oh, all the time. So and I must say, if I had your post- podcast when I was a wedding planner, maybe I wouldn't have quit. Oh, I love well, yeah. I love that. Thank you. But, you know, I, I think you're doing uh, such an important work for our industry. And also, you're so generous to share what you know. So, yeah. uh because I think so many people, so for so many planners, especially, it is sort of like this holy grail to be published, right? It's this like, yes. okay, well, I just want a wedding published. I just want to get published. Yes. I know I felt that way at the beginning yes. and I didn't really care where, but I also didn't really know how to break into that. Exactly. I know what you're talking about. I was exactly the same thing when I started with my wedding planning. So a little bit about me. I moved to Greece because I fell in love. Uh, we got married now <laughs> after so many years. Um, I finished my school uh, in Greece, fine art and design. 
And then there was no jobs because it was the world economic crisis. And if you remember, Greece was yes. really, really much in big crisis. So yes. there was absolutely no jobs for new people like me and especially uh, foreigners. I didn't speak Greek very well. And my friends just said, hey, why don't you do destination weddings? And I was like, what's that? <laughs> I mean, I was creative. I knew things. I liked doing things, but I never not even dreamed about weddings and in my country weddings are not such a big thing but here in Greece they're quite a big thing with lots of flowers a lot of um, you know celebrations like the whole family gets together a little bit like my big Greek fat wedding if you remember the movie yes yeah <laughs> so I kind of fell into this destination wedding planning and when I started learning about all of these things I saw that um, a community here for people like me, the foreigners that uh, don't really speak Greek and want to plan weddings in Greece, and also for brides that don't speak Greek, there was not much for them. So um, I had this idea for about three years in my head to do something like a blog, a community, something, I don't know. So um, this lasted for a long time before I started, actually. And in 2017, I said, okay, whatever will be, will be. I'll buy the domain name. I'll do this and then I'll see what will happen. So I just started Elwed, which is like a blog and a website and um, the first digital magazines for destination weddings in Greece where brides can come, get inspired, everything about everything Greek related, I would say. Um, but that's not all. I love to feature all of the professionals from around the world. So like you, for instance, if you'll ever have a wedding in Greece, I would love to feature it in Elwed too. Well, let's speak that into existence because I would love yeah. to do a wedding in Greece. You know what I was, <laughs> I was thinking when you were talking that probably most Americans' frame of reference for what a wedding might be like in Greece is unfortunately probably the movie Mamma Mia. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it is so popular. Scopolis Island is one of the most popular uh, for, okay, Santorini first. But, but well, I was going <laughs> to say, I think Santorini yeah. a little more. Yeah. <laughs> but before, before Santorini got popular for destination weddings, it was Scopolis. Yeah. And because of the movie, actually. Yeah, I, I I have this like, oh, here we go, Americans with our yeah. like, is it like Mamma Mia? Like, okay. <laughs> um, <bit>, yeah. <laughs> how did you pick the name? How did you pick the name Elwed? Is there a oh, meaning behind it? A, yeah, that's a very good question. Thank you for asking. Uh, actually, it is. Uh, it was a very long process to pick the name. I didn't want to be just like any other, you know, wedding in Greece or whatever. Um, so I wanted something different, but short and memorable. So because I studied branding in school, I knew how to approach things and uh, I did my research and then it just got to me because El Elada in Greece in Greek uh, language is Greece means Greece so Elada Hellas uh, or um, if you have maybe heard uh, Hellenic yes uh, yeah so this is this means Greek basically so I didn't want to call it Hellweb you know <laughs> because it does <laughs> yeah, that's a different thing <laughs> It doesn't really sound good in uh, in American or English language. So um, Greeks also called Greece uh, Elada. So I just cut the H and that's how it uh, became Elwed. So wedding I love that. Yeah, so so as the, uh, the as the head of Elwed, um, you probably see a lot of submissions come through yeah. your desk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, let me tell you. Um, so. So who can submit to you? Is it, is, it both, is it both couples and also pros? Yes, that's the okay. beauty of it. I want anybody that has that got that 
had their wedding in Greece, I want them to submit it to me. <laughs> so I want to feature a variety of weddings uh, from destination and Greek weddings. I don't mind anything basically that happened in Greece. So um, that's one big thing uh, that I want to also talk about the mistakes that people do. Like yes. they don't really uh, read what the blog is about. <laughs> so I get a lot of right. submissions that are from America, California, whatever. I don't know, beautiful places like uh, Miami or something, you know, which is, very nice and i would love to publish them all but i i have this i mean uh, all blogs have a specific vision and specific uh, um guidelines what they publish so some might do a little bit i don't know rock and roll the others are more fine art uh, some right are, yeah so there are different blogs for different occasions and that's one big thing that all professionals and also brides should pay attention to which blog they're publishing and uh, what this blog is about so, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's so funny because when when I when I hear that advice as a as someone who's been in this industry for a, a very long time, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, of course, like almost like a duh. But I understand that if you're new and you're listening to Sonia, you're thinking, how am I supposed to know all that? And what I want to yeah. say, at least from my perspective, is like these things take time. Exactly. It takes time to know all the players in the blog community. But mm-hmm. then also you should be curious enough about this industry to go out and look at those blogs, right? Instead of scrolling Netflix or going through Twitter, open up your phone and go search wedding blogs and just, just consume their content so that you inherently know what they're like. And, and I understand that people want the, the magic bullet, you know, the fast track, but I don't think there is one for getting published as someone who lived through it. Do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, definitely. There's no magic bullet, but there are so many resources out there. Like there are platforms like Two Bright Lights, Metrology, uh, yes. Submit My Wedding from our lovely Megan of OFD Consulting. Yes. So, um, which even for, even for, for instance, uh, some of them are free and some of them are to pay. But for instance, you can go, anybody can go on Two Bright Lights, who are their blogs that they're working with. And some of them, you know, might be what you like. Two bright lights don't work with all of the blogs or metrology or, right. uh, you know, they don't work with all of them, but some of them. So this is one indicator you can go check. Um, and the others, you can just Google, you know, wedding publication, wedding blog. And a lot of the blogs are going to come out on the first page. Agreed. Agreed. So tell me some of the mistakes you see people making uh, when they submit to you. And you guys, before she starts, some of these are like so basic that I, it almost seems silly to say, but I want you to hear them because this is from an editor's mouth. Tell us some of the mistakes that you get. Okay, before I go into all of the mistakes, I just want to say even if, uh, for instance, for um, wedding professionals, this is more based for wedding professionals, like if you're just starting out and you might not have a wedding yet, you can do a style shoot that uh, represents your brand. So um, don't go to brides or (laughs) some of the big guys like, I don't know, Wedding Wire or, you know, do not um or style me pretty these are some of the biggest uh, blogs out there because they want to feature only the top of the top so until you maybe okay maybe you're just starting out and your your uh, style shoot or wedding is top of the top good for you <laughs> but make sure that your wedding or the or the product that you do the final picture matches with the blog so i would suggest people to start out with smaller blogs and smaller publications um maybe blogs that are just starting out 
So those will be more eager to feature your wedding. And what is also very uh, important, don't be afraid to the rejection. Like just go out there, send your stuff anywhere you like. And if they don't accept you, it's nothing personal. It just means that maybe they're too busy. Maybe they, it doesn't fit current uh, standards that they have. For instance, one of our um, cover shoot, because we, do, we were doing lots of cover shoots and I'm submitting them uh, to many, many different publications. So one of them uh, was now featured four times in a row. Uh, but it is actually from 2017. So <laughs> if you imagine we were so ahead with the, with the design and the idea that back then nobody wanted to really feature it because it was too out there, let's say. It was not, so, it was not on trend yet. Or Interesting. Even yeah, you were, you were ahead of the trends. Exactly. <laughs> and now, you know, I didn't give up and I don't want to give up because it's an amazing shoot. And now all of the blogs are featuring it uh, that I submitted. So uh, it is really interesting to see this. So it doesn't mean if they don't accept you once, that doesn't mean that they don't want to accept you later again. So do try again. Love so, that. I love yeah. that. So what are some of the mistakes that you see people making when they submit? Like yeah, the really okay. granular ones that people are going to be like, are you kidding? Yeah. So, okay. The first big mistake is that I don't see uh, a photographer's name on the images or even that the images are not properly named or the file that is sent through like a folder or through we transfer or whatever. It's not, it's wrongly named. Like, please don't send to blogs uh, a file called uh, with the blog's name, like for instance, uh, Elwed, I'll, I'll say. So don't send me a file called Elwed because I have lots of files <laughs> with my <laughs> other name. So what, uh, wait, yeah. so what should they be calling it and how should they name the files? Well, the file should be called either with the name of the style shoot or the wedding, or at least with the photographer's name because the photographer uh, has the own, is the, has the rights and is the owner of the photos. And of course, before you send to any blog, please get the permission from a photographer if you are not a photographer and from the couple if uh, you are sending a real wedding. And yes. if you are a couple or a bride sending your own wedding, you still have to ask permission from your photographer to do so. So in general, ask all the permissions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every single person. When someone submits, like, so you have a process where you go through like two bright lights or matchology, but if someone, um, like a, like say a brand new planner, right. And they don't, mm -hmm. they don't want to pay for two bright lights or matchology. Mm -hmm. Um, say they submit to you. I, I, I recently saw this in a Facebook group. Someone asked, yeah. um, I recently submitted my, uh, one of my weddings to a blog and I haven't heard from them and it's been a week. Should I email again? And I was like, oh honey, no, don't email. So how <laughs> what is your typical time from like, like getting a submission to deciding on a submission and how many times should someone email you if they haven't heard back? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, there are different blogs have different uh, policies. So definitely go on each blog that you're submitting or magazine um, and find the submission button page and read all about what is their policy. Uh, so if they say, if we don't hear, hear from you in 20 days, feel free to contact us again. Feel free to contact them again because most of the blogs get a lot of emails and some of the emails just get lost. So, yeah, as you said, through these uh, platforms like uh, Two Bread Lights or Matchology, they are easy for, um, for publications to use because uh, they are, you know, more organized. But 
again, that doesn't mean that things don't get forgotten or don't get, you know, slipped through the cracks. So this will happen. And this might happen to you too, especially with the smaller blogs where there's uh, one person doing everything. Things can get easily lost. So feel free to contact in, I don't know, 20 days is a good period of time. And if you don't hear anything back, uh, feel free to move on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. agreed. Yeah. Can we talk about image selection? Because I know yeah. um, I have learned in my career, especially with um, submitting weddings, that oftentimes the photos that I particularly like as a wedding planner aren't necessarily the same choices that an editor might make for their blog. And and so I think, because, you know, we had talked about earlier, like the people make the mistake of either sending too many images or not enough images. How do you, I guess my question is, how do you hone your own eye, say as a planner or, or as someone who's not an editor to think more like an editor? Like what photos are you really looking for? Okay. Yeah. That's a great question too. Well, first of all, um, oh, never send images. You don't want them to be published because this has actually happened more time than you would think. Like they send me the images and I select these images and they're like, oh no, these are not good. Well, so why did you send me if you don't like them? So do not send these images that you don't like. And second, to send the images, to select the images, um, it is important to send a variety and not to send um, images with, for instance, where there's a, the same pose of a, a bride or a, of a model and she just looks uh, to the right and to the left. You know what I mean? So don't send images that are similar to each other, but send um, with the different poses. Don't overload the images with the same scenarios or in the same setting. So try to search for variety. So yes, sometimes you will not have, let's say, thousands of pictures to choose from, and which is okay. So sometimes you will have, let's say, 50 images to choose from. Uh, it's a good rule of thumb is to send about 20, that's like, minimum bare minimum uh to 100 or 120 images don't send to blogs too many images because then they just you know it's just overwhelming to go through all of this so the second thing is to choose uh images that that are depicting some details like on the table the details you have chosen to set up the table the details you have chosen of the stationery shoes jewelry uh dress details model couple uh, you know, a couple on different poses, the ceremony location, the ceremony itself. And also very important are joyous uh, occasions and occasions where you can see lots of emotions on the pictures. So a bride or, or a model smiling, dancing, uh, even crying, you know, anything with emotions that that is very important. I also see a lot of problems uh, because when there's a style shoot, um, usually a photographer uh, focuses on the, on the model too much i don't know how it is in america yes but, yeah. yes yeah we get that <laughs> yeah so like flowers and the table and all of these things get a little bit forgotten so make sure that uh they capture your venue let's say if you're in an oppressive venue make sure there's a a big uh, full uh, span uh, of the whole venue and the whole setting if it's uh, worth showing um, yeah, there was a trend here a few years ago during for style shoots, especially, but also I saw it in weddings where they would photographers would direct the couple to look like 
serious, like really yes. stone faced. Yes. And I, I never understand that because like I want joyous photos. Like exactly. even the photographers always laugh at me when I do my styled shoots because I always want that like right after the ceremony shot, like of course fake mm-hmm. ceremony, but I'm always like laugh, like really laugh, do something yeah. that I, I'm like, but that's unattractive. I'm like, just do it. And every single time I've been published for the first styled shoot, the editors have used that photo because exactly. we want to see people having a good time. Yeah. Weddings are about joyous occasions. It's a joyous occasion. It's about happiness. You know, it's yeah. not about looking like a model from a Vogue magazine. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Even if you have models, I think that's yeah. the thing too. When you get like gorgeous people and photographers are like, let's do something dramatic. Exactly. And I'm like, or let's, or let's just make them look like they're having fun because they yeah. should be having fun. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about something that we talked about offline um, in that sometimes you get uh, galleries that have two different editing styles in them? Question yeah. mark. That is that's crazy to me. So that that feels more like a photography problem. But can you yeah. speak to that? Like, how often do you see that? And and what in the world? Okay, it's not so often, but I see like there are some photographers that are uh, too creative, let's say, and they're like, oh, I like this one and I like that one, and you know they can't decide on one editing. So this oh. is like, yeah, so this is important. Like when you're doing a gallery of anything, of of a style shoot or or a, a real wedding, it's very important to have it look cohesive. So even if there's a different light, try to make it look cohesive somehow. Uh, through editing or through I don't know if you're using uh, presets or whatever so not all presets work on each scenario and on each picture so it's very important to match um, so it looks cohesive and second also I want to say about uh, portraits and landscapes like yes not only portraits please and not only landscapes <laughs> this is especially uh, true for uh, magazines because uh, of the layouts so it's good to have variety of uh, different uh, not only different poses and different scenarios but also of portraits and landscapes okay I'm not I don't mean right now here to have one landscape and one portrait of each scenario so that is also ah uh, yes too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's way too many photos to yeah. go through yeah yeah but you know choose which which works best in landscape and which ones work best in portrait but yeah i've gotten so many just portraits you have no idea because I think somewhere, so, somewhere, sometime, someone said, oh, portraits are better for for Pinterest yeah. and Instagram. So yeah. maybe people stop taking landscape as much. Um, but I like both. I mean, I like both. And honestly, for any wedding pro out there that's not a photographer or even photographers, you need those landscape photos for your websites. They Absolutely. look better on your website mm-hmm. to have landscape photos. So uh, yeah, definitely for styled shoots. If you're if you're a planner listening and you're uh, creatively in charge of the styled shoot, like mm-hmm. definitely talk to the photographer ahead of time about getting a variety of different kinds of shots because the landscape shots are going to serve a different purpose than the portrait, but you have to, you have to have both. Here's a fun question for you. So this happened to me uh, just last year and that my couple, it was a real wedding and my couple really wanted to be submitted to one particular blog. Um, and when we submitted through my publicist, we got the response saying like, yeah, we like this wedding, but the flat lays need work. Can you redo the flat lays? And so mm-hmm. We went ahead and re we redid the flat lays entirely. Like I did like gave myself a crash course in like that particular blog and what they needed. Right. And we did these like epic flat lays and then it got published. So have you ever gone back to a photographer or a planner and said, hey, this is pretty much OK, but I need you to work on this one or two things? 
Yeah, okay, I personally have not done that, um, but uh, yes, it has happened to us, to our, some of our stealth shoots, where we needed to reshoot the flat lays, and uh, it is absolutely okay, you know, it's um, usually it's just the invitations or, you know, the accessories like shoes and jewelry and stuff, but yeah, it's important, as you said, you went to the blog and, you know, you checked what is the thing that they like to feature, so this is important, again, if uh, uh, you're submitting to a specific blog, uh, go to that blog and see the other features. What have they done? You know, what have uh, what what are the articles that they are usually featuring? What are the images that they are usually selecting? So that will give you a good indication. For instance, if you go to, um, uh, I don't know, let's say wedding chicks or whatever, uh, there's pretty much a lot of features there and articles and real weddings and style shoots. So just select one that you like, uh, maybe even from your country. And just see what what type of images do they feature? What type of images do they select? Are these only fashion? Are these only, I don't know, nature shots? You know, so that will give you a pretty good indication. But yeah, it does happen. Right. And it, and it goes back again to like studying the blogs who mm-hmm. align with your style. I will tell you, you know, in full transparency, I think I've actually talked about it on the show before. Um, that was a feature we did with Martha Stewart weddings. And like, oh, yeah. if you anything about Martha is like they need yeah. an epic flat lay. Exactly. Like, and, and, you know, let's be honest, flat lay design and execution isn't always possible on the wedding day, depending no. on the schedule mm-hmm. and depending on the conditions. Like you're, you're not going to get that concentrated um specific artistry on a wedding day exactly. most of the time. So for for us, I mean, it was also right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we had nothing else to do. Um, so we literally took an yeah. afternoon and, and took us a f- couple of hours, which we never would have had on the wedding day to uh, style that up and, and do it. Mm-hmm. So I guess my my encouragement to those listening is that if you have a wedding where you think, yeah, everything's good, but the flat lays aren't so great and you want to submit it, maybe that's a conversation with your photographer to say, hey, do you want to revisit this one? Can we meet up in, in our backyards and, <laughs> and do this yeah. and you know recreate this? Um, I will say my couple was more than happy to supply the paper goods to us and the florist gave me a, a, a big bucket of flowers that matched the ones we use. So everyone came together. Ultimately, because of the pandemic, it was just myself and the photographers at the actual shoot. But just because the wedding has passed doesn't necessarily mean um, all hope is lost if you have a wedding that's nearly there, but not quite. Yeah, exactly. As you said, um, it's very important to work together as a team, especially for a feature on such a big blog like Motors to it, because, you know, you can see the specific direction they're going for. So you want to hit that mark, right? And um, something else that I just remembered, like you can also create a style shoot that is specifically for one blog in mind. Yes. So yes. that is also one idea to go to see the blogs that, you know, your target blog that you want to get featured on. And right. Just, yeah. And just mimic the the style and the, you know, the things that they, they like to feature and just uh, do everything in the style shoot that will make your feature closer to realization. Yeah. And also aspirational blogs. Like mm-hmm. if you are some, if you're listening and you're like, really want to uplevel your business or, you know, change your style or, or you realize that your ideal client or ideal community is also shifting. Um, you know, for me, for many years, Martha Stewart was an aspirational blog. Yeah. We had to, we worked hard to get, <laughs> we worked hard for like almost 10 years to get there. Um, and you know, you know, I don't know, even five years ago, um, the blog that I really wanted to be on was green wedding shoes. So we designed mm-hmm. We, I literally designed a styled shoot that I knew Jen, the editor, would like. 
Exactly. And, and then she, said, she and she published it. <laughs> <laughs> and as you said, you know, it doesn't happen in a year. Like you said, it took you like five years to get to this blog. So it, uh, it will take some time for you to get so good to be able to get featured in some blog. But that also means that uh, you're worthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yes. You, yeah. You achieved a goal that not many could get in. And this is something I, I think. I think this is what all of the wedding professionals aspire to get featured because it's like this badge, you know, of honor that we achieved something that was very yes. difficult. Yeah. Yes. It means that you're very good at your job. So. Yes, I, I agree. My, my old website, my current one doesn't have this listed in the same way, but my old website had literally just a page of press and I was collect <laughs> I was collecting badges like a Girl Scout, you know, just yeah. like boom, 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 all the badges. Uh, we streamlined it for this one and just put the highlights on the homepage. But, yeah. um, you know, it's important. I think I think clients really do want to see that we our work has been published. Exactly. Um, I know there's a lot of debate, you know, in, in wedding communities about like, do awards matter? Does certification matter? Does publication matter? And like, to a certain extent, yeah. yes. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think someone's going to go, oh, she hasn't been published. I'm not going to work with her. Yeah. But when you don't have them, you know, I think you're losing a little bit of like uh, social proof or credibility. Exactly. This is like a form of social proof. Exactly. And what is very yeah. important is, uh, as you said, share these things with your community. You know, um, if you have a lot of features like uh, you do, for instance, you don't really need to overwhelm your website with all of the badges. Um, but uh, make sure you mention maybe in the stories in your, uh, you know, in your Instagram profile or yes, and your highlights. In yeah. I save them. I save mine to my Instagram highlights under press, and then we also exactly. uh, make sure that we blog them on our blog on our site. So although we don't directly link anymore to the badges, you can still go to the site and look up. Oh, where we've been on green wedding shoes twice. Here are those shoots. Exactly. You know, we've done um, Southern California bride. Here's that shoot. And so I think it's important to just make sure that if you're doing this work and getting published, whether it's a styled shoot or a real wedding, that you're also supporting the blogs that support you. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. this is one of the reasons why uh, the submissions are free, you know, for backlinking. So it works both ways. And also you can, what you can do, for instance, not to, not to have too many badges is you can make like a blog post for each wedding that has been featured, let's say uh, on Martha Stewart weddings, you can make a blog post on your own website and talk yes. about this wedding and say, by the way, this wedding has been featured on Martha Stewart. So instead of having a press page, collecting all the badges, if you have too many, you can simply just have blog posts, which is also good for your SEO and good for your website. And it's also good for Google ranking because uh, you will be constantly making new posts. So there you go. Love that. <laughs> so speaking of websites, where can everyone find you out on the interwebs? Okay. So uh, we are on lwed.com and then on all social media, we are lwedmag. So on Instagram, it's at lwedmag, the same on Facebook and on Pinterest is just lwed. So that's Perfect. W and double V. We will link to all of these things in the show notes. Plus, we will link to Two Bright Lights and Matchology and Submit My Wedding from OFD Consulting, which we all mentioned. Um, yeah. Sonia, thank you so much for being here. There's nothing like talking to an editor about submissions because you have the real deal. You understand it on a granular level, but that also able to communicate to us what we should be doing. Y'all stop naming your files the name of the blog. <laughs> Yes. I'm, I'm sitting here wondering if I've ever done that. Like, I feel like I probably have done that at some point in the past and I'm feeling ashamed. But listen, now we know and we'll do better.
there. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and for this lovely intro and uh, lovely end. <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> talking to you and amazing sharing everything that I know with all of your uh, listeners. And if anybody needs anything, just send me an email or hit me a DM on Instagram. I'll be there and I'll manage. I'll make sure to reply. Love it. Thank you so much, Sonia. For everyone else listening, thank you for spending your time with us this week as usual. You know, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Why? Because I want to get to 100. I know I used to say 50, but you know what? New level, new devil. We want 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. And why not state that publicly? Why not be bold and speak it to the universe? So that's what we're doing, folks. If you listen every week, we would love for you to go to Apple Podcasts, Hit those five stars and then leave us a few sentences because Apple Podcasts likes the words and you know that I do too. So thank you again for spending your time with us and we will see you again next week. Same time, same place. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. 